Joyful, joyful. I have a new one to teach you too. I say uh, Christ is risen and you say Christ is risen indeed. Christ is risen. Joyful, joyful. My dear friends, we have so much to celebrate tonight. So very much. It's hard to get our minds around everything that we have tonight to celebrate. It's hard to get our hearts around everything that we're celebrating tonight. It's hard to get our soul even around and our spirit even around everything that we are celebrating tonight on the holiest night of the year, the Easter Vigil, when all around the world the church is rejoicing and celebrating. I tried to come up with three words that can help us bring this all together. I, I hope it works out for us, but the three words to try to bring everything into, uh, into our minds and hearts, what we're celebrating, are continuation, recapitulation, and participation. Continuation, recapitulation, and participation. First, continuation. John and Kathy and Jose, you know, this night is a continuation of your whole life. It's a continuation of the very first time that God touched your heart. The very first time that God reached out with his loving, merciful hand and touched your mind and your heart to bring you close to him, to start you on this journey. For all of us here in a different way too, but it's still it's a continuation of how God has called you, how God has called me. Make no mistake, I mean, we're all here tonight because God has called us. God has called us and we have said, here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord, let me do your will. And our life is a continuation of that yes to God, that surrender to God that goes on and on and on. We say, yes, Lord, here I, I am. I have come to do your will. You know, when we meet God face to face, whether that's through death or whether that's the Lord returns before we die, he's going to say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. You have done my will. You have done my will. Or he's going to say, you did not, you ignored my will, you didn't do my will. Our life's going to come down to that, to that one thing from the Lord, did we do his will? And part of the good news, my dear friends, we don't have to be successful in that. We don't have to succeed at doing God's will. None of us are very good at it. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> but, we're, but we try, and that's what God asks us to do, to try to do his will, to surrender our will to his will, and to unite ourselves to him. And this night is a continuation of that for all of us. It's a continuation tonight of the Easter, excuse me, of the Lenten season. We had 40 days of purification and illumination of our mind and our heart and our soul so that we could draw closer to God. It's a continuation, this triduum is a continuation of that, and we're continuing tonight from the, what we had learned on Good Friday and Holy Thursday and Holy Saturday today, Holy, Holy Thursday, where the Lord Jesus gave us the gift of himself, and that's continuing today. And he gives us that gift of himself, and he gave us the gift of a priesthood 
to continue that throughout time so that we could always have the gift of himself at the Holy Mass. He gave us a gift of himself and then the priesthood to always make that gift available to his people. And on Good Friday, we meditated upon the horrible death and passion that our Lord endured, his physical pain, his psychological pain, his spiritual pain, the agony of the passion. And we learned through that that no matter what we're going through in our lives, no matter what suffering we undergo, we can unite that to his suffering on the cross, that he has suffered first and given us something to do with our own suffering, to unite it to him. And then today, this Holy Saturday, when our Lord went down into the netherworld and rescued all the people there that were waiting for him, the people that we had in our readings today, <laughs> Moses and Abraham and uh, uh, Ezekiel and, and Elijah and Isaiah, all those people waiting for the Lord, he went down into the netherworld and rescued them and brought them into his heavenly presence once the gates of heaven had been opened. And we learned from that that we too are to go into this world, to the dark places of this world, and bring that light of Christ to others. We don't hog that for ourselves, but we are, our whole life is about bringing that good news and bringing that life of Christ to others. And then, of course, it's the resurrection today now, and that's a continuation too. The power of God in this world. Jesus rose from the dead, and so that we could then receive the Holy Spirit and continue that mission of Jesus for the salvation of souls. So continuation is a way that we are celebrating. And our readings today, we saw too that continuation from Adam and Eve, the creation of Adam and Eve, through the covenants with Abraham and Moses and the prophets, the great prophets coming, telling us how we are to live our lives, this continuation of God's work in the world, this slow unfolding of God's work in the world, as well as in our very lives. It's an unfolding, and it's something we continually say yes to. Yes, Lord, let me do your will. Recapitulation, there's a sort of a sense there of starting over. So John and Kathy and Jose, this is a night now where you're starting over with God. Yeah, you're, you're, what, has, what has come before is, is, is summarized, and now there's a new start with the Lord. And all of us here, every year of our lives, you know, we get this opportunity to start again. It's a great grace. It's a great grace to always be beginners in the spiritual life. We get this grace to start again with God and to, and to build a relationship with God that we didn't have last year. That's better than last year. That's deeper than last year. That's more uh, tight with God. Every year of our life, we get this chance of, of, of starting again and beginning again. And we see that in the readings as well today, how Adam and Eve had to begin again after the fall. And how Abraham had to begin again when God called him out of his comfort zone and into the unknown. And how Moses had to begin again when he had fled Egypt as a murderer and God told him, you got to go back to Egypt now and free my people. And over and over again we see this, this recapitulation, this beginning again as our, as our time goes on with God. And then participation. So John and Jose and Kathy... This is the night where you fully now are going to participate in, in the life of God through the sacraments of the church. You're going to be fully 
uh, part, of, part of us, fully part of us, and part of every Catholic around the world who has ever lived, who's living now, who will ever live in the future. You become bonded into that part of that family in this full participation in the sacramental life of the church, in the, in the life of the Trinity, this indwelling Trinity who dwells within us, and we get to participate in that life. First of all, we participate in the life of the Trinity, which is eternal life. So you get a full participation in eternal life coming. We participate in the love of the Trinity. The Father loves the Son. The Son loves the Spirit. The Spirit loves the Father. And they share this love with us. And we participate in the love of the Trinity. And then there's the work of the Trinity, which is the liturgy, and all the other things that we do in this world to bring it out of darkness, to bring it to meet Jesus Christ, to be healed and to be delivered from the power of the evil one and to be illuminated in this world. It is a participation. And tonight, you are going to now fully participate in that. And all of us here, we fully participate in the work of God, in the life of God, in the love of God. I want to close with a poem here that tries to get a sense of these three terms, continuation, and recapitulation and participation. It's a little bit lengthy, so you'll excuse me for that, but it's a light of long readings. <laughs> uh, it's by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, and it's called A Psalm of Life. And the subtitle is What the Heart of a Young Man Said to the Psalmist. Tell me not in mournful numbers, life is but an empty dream. For the soul is dead that slumbers, and things are not what they seem. Life is life, life is earnest, and the grave is not the goal. Dust thou art, and to dust returnest, was not spoken to the soul. Not enjoyment and not sorrow is our destined end or way, but to act that each tomorrow finds us further than today. Art is long and time is fleeting, and our hearts, though stout and brave, still like muffled drums are beating funeral marches to the grave. In the world's broad field of battle, in the bivouac of life, be not dumb, be not like dumb driven cattle, be a hero in the strife. Trust no future, however pleasant, let the dead past bury its dead. Act, act in the living present, heart within and God overhead. Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing leave behind us footprints in the sands of time. Footprints that perhaps another sailing over life's solemn main, a forlorn and shipwrecked brother seen take heart again. Let us then be up and doing with a heart for any fate, still achieving, still pursuing, learn to labor and to wait.